2022 was for Faith Promise. Life change, salvations, baptism, fresh visions, and a renewed focus to win the world, starting with 1% of the state of Tennessee. But our race is really just getting started. When it comes to racing, many of you have heard of Usain Bolt. He's the fastest man who's ever lived. And he proved it during the 100-meter semifinal at the 2016 Summer Olympics in Rio. Photographer Cameron Spencer captured an incredible moment as Bolt pulled away from all of the other guys. And check out what that looked like. Talk about a winning smile. Still, Bolt is breaking one of the oldest rules in racing. He's looking back. Even if you're the fastest person alive, there is a surefire way to cost you valuable seconds and maybe even lose the race. Have you ever noticed how even in a relay race, runners receiving the baton never look back except before they receive the handoff and maybe even while they're waiting for their teammate to approach. Looking back with anticipation, waiting on their turn, looking back with excitement as their teammate draws closer, it'll be their turn to run. So this weekend, yes, we're gonna look back, but we are going to look back with anticipation for 2023, with excitement for what God is going to do next before we celebrate all God did in the life of promisers, let's stop and look back in each one of our personal lives. What did God do in your life last year? How good was God to your family in the happy times and in the hard times? Who has God revealed himself to be in your life in 2022? At Faith Promise, we pray continually to God. So let's take some time and thank God for who he is and all he's done in each of our lives right now. Let's pray. God, we love you so much. And as we look back and celebrate, but we also look forward in anticipation, we ask that you do something in our lives this weekend, Holy Spirit, that you send us on mission to win our world like we never have, that we would see revival in 2023 as we go from generation to generation and we see ministry multiplied in your precious name we pray amen amen so hey let me tell you a story of someone who loved god so well in 2022 now there's a bit of a challenge to this story because it's actually one of my personal friends james mckamey who actually passed away in 2022 he died of a massive heart attack out of nowhere, leaving his five daughters and his wife, Sherry, uh, alone, it felt like. Well, Sherry calls me and asks me to be a part of his funeral if I would share the gospel. And so I go, and I'm ready to do that because I love James so much. We worked out together for years. And I go, and there's some people telling stories about James before I get up there. And I counted, and the gospel was shared eight times before I got up there to share the gospel. I remember I got up there and looked down at Sherry, his wife, and it was, it was the craziest funeral I've ever been to. I've never been to one with so much laughing and so many stories and so much gospel because Jimbo loved God so much that he shared the gospel every day of his life because he was in love with God. I'm so proud of him. And he's gonna leave a legacy of faith promise in his wife and in his daughters. But dad, why don't you talk to us some more about loving God? 
Loving God is not easy. It's the narrow path. But every follower of Christ made a commitment to put our love for God first. So how did you demonstrate loving God last year? How will you run this year deeper in your love for God? Are you going to make being healthy a priority? Do you have a personal growth plan or are you preparing one for 2023? How are you going to love God this new year? Luke continues with the next would-be follower of Jesus. Jesus said to another man, follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury their own dead. But you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. It sounds harsh. The man's father was actually not dead yet. Jesus' response to the next potential follower clears up any confusion. Again, Luke writing, still another said to Jesus, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Pastor, I put God first last year. Man, way to go. Praise God. We're so proud of you. What are you going to do in 2023? Because last year's man is gone. If your spiritual journey and growth were a relay, how are you rounding the bend out of 2022 and passing the baton to 2023? Thankfully, so many promisers were faithful and lived out our theme verse. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. And as we reflect the transformation that God is doing in our lives, others will be transformed as well. So, Pastor Zach, we've talked about loving God. Now let's talk about loving people. Yes, there's a story that I, I love so much. It's actually pretty recent. It comes from a family at our North Campus, and I got this from one of our pastors, and it said this campus con contacted our North staff on Wednesday. This is of Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving week, and they want to know if there was anyone at church who may not have somewhere to go on Thanksgiving. And this, this family stated that their table sat 10 people, and it was only her her husband and her son. They had just recently moved here from California and they had a room at their table. And it says that she felt led to be intentional about specifically the value of loving people. They ended up with a full table with church family that would have been alone on Thanksgiving without this heart to love people. This is just one story of among countless others, maybe some in your own life that represents this movement of God called Faith Promise. And hey, listen, it would not have been possible without one just great unprecedented example of loving people. Can we just take a moment and celebrate Pastor Chris and Michelle, mom and dad at every campus. Can we show them how much we appreciate their example of putting others before themselves and repositioning so that a next generation, some would say a more handsome generation could lead and pursue people far, far from God. Can we just celebrate that at all of our campuses? 
Now, we love people. And we love people because Jesus loves people. Jesus answering a lawyer, a religious leader uh, that's talking to Jesus, uh, he asked him a question, and Jesus says this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. This is amazing. It says all the law and the prophets, all of it hangs on these two commandments. That's in Matthew 22. Jesus says that the entire library of the 66 books in this Bible hangs on those two simple, challenging, but simple commands of loving people and loving God. And let me tell you, loving people is a priority, second only to loving God. So promisers across all of our campuses not only loved God and loved people, but promisers replaced themselves and passed the baton to others and helped them discover their purpose and join what we call the winning team. There's a story that's just blown me away this year of a, of a young lady named Victoria who lost her husband and her and her children were trying to figure out what are we gonna do? They came to church because they felt like her late husband would want her to come. And she comes and she meets a pastor named Pastor Rob Patrick who invites her to next steps. And, and she thought that her life was over. She thought that her best days were behind her. But after she went to next steps and she discovered her purpose, not only is she making a huge impact, not only did she sacrificially give in heart for the harvest, but she's actually leading a next steps table to help people discover their purpose. Listen, the enemy may have told you that life was over, that there's no way you're going to make an impact, but Victoria is an example of discovering purpose so that her and others could win their world. Pastor, could you tell us a little bit more about discovering purpose? What an incredible example of living on purpose we just heard. Our other theme verse for this transformational year was written by Paul. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. There are promisers who saw God do incredible things through them. Some Epi kids leaders who saw kids in groups. Epi student leaders who saw the next generation begin to share their faith with friends. Some led worship. And many prayed for a new revelation for others. They served in communities and trained up themselves and others. We're all leading someone somewhere. How about you? Where is your priority list in your God-given eternal purpose? Will you be a part of passing the baton to the next generation? Paul, writing to the first century church, challenges them and us still today with this question. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, yet only one receives the prize? Run in such a way as that you may win. As we look back at all the ways God used faith promise to transform the lives of so many we must keep our eyes fixed on the future and the finish line that we have to run if we're going to win. Talk to us about winning our world, Pastor. We may have finished 2022 
but the race to win our world, starting with one, one in your life, which will lead to 1% of Tennessee is just getting started. If you want to fill Jesus with joy, you want to honor everything that Jesus has done for you, the greatest thing that we can give back is winning your world, is looking for people who are far from God. And there's a group of leaders who are waking up every day to equip you to win your world. A group of people that we love and believe in so much that I pray for every day, and those are our campus pastors. So I'm gonna invite all of our campus pastors to come up and finish this sermon, but will you just do me a favor? Will you honor your campus pastor and their family as they come up and lead our campuses to winning our world in all 12 campuses? Happy New Year, church. How we doing this morning? Y'all doing good? I hope you guys have an incredible Christmas. And let me tell you something, there's no better way to start a new year than right here in the house of God. Amen, isn't it? I tell you what, I'm so glad to be here. My name's Mike, by the way. I'm the campus pastor here at the Pellissippi uh, at this campus. And what an honor it is to be with you guys today. Uh, I, for those of you who don't know, Candace and I, my wife and Candace and I, we've been going here for a little over 20 years. And uh, when we first came, we, we just jumped right in, got busy, started serving, leading a small group, leading some classes and different things. And Candace started serving the kids' ministry. But the, the only reason I share that is because I've, I've had 20 years, more, a little over 20 years to, to walk and see our pastor at work and for him to lead me and to lead this church. And man, what an incredible man of God, what an incredible woman of God and Michelle. But, but what, I tell you what excites me though. And by the way, Pastor and Zach, they were passing baton in that video. This is a baton. Come on. They had a little stick. This is a baton, right? Anyway, I'm sorry. I had to say that. But man, to see our pastor being willing to pass the baton on to Pastor Zach and Rachel, knowing that there's a generation that needs to be reached for Jesus, knowing that the future of this church, man, that, that God's got something bigger, that God's got some good. As a matter of fact, our vision of our church, I love our vision, and I know pa Pastor just mentioned it, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna share it again. Um, our vision is that we exist to win the world by equipping Christ followers to pass the baton, right? To equip Christ followers to win their world starting with 1% of the state of Tennessee. We're, we, are, we are called, I'm called, you're called, all of us are called to pass the baton on to other people. We're to go out and win our world, tell people about the love and the goodness of God and pass the baton on to other people who then will pass it on to others. And church, it's already happening. There's multiple campuses right now that are, that are live that are sharing the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ all across or several, places, several locations in this state and in Costa Rica, praise God, right? But it's also happening right here at this campus. As a matter of fact, I was just reading, just heard the other day about a story of our FP Kids team. Earlier this year, we had a young man. He's an elementary kid, elementary boy, and he was interested in getting baptized. So his parents took him to a Kid Steps class. As a matter of fact, there's one going on right now over across the hallway, Kid Steps class, where he heard the gospel presented and he prayed and asked Jesus to be his Lord and Savior. And then not too long after that, he got baptized, which was, which was incredible. But that's not all the story. That's not where it ends. A little bit later, a little bit after that, this young elementary age boy who had just recently 
given his life to Christ and was baptized. He had a friend over his house and his mother was listening. Come on, moms, you know what I'm talking about. You get those bionic ears, right? She was listening and she overheard her son sharing the gospel to his friend. Let me tell you something. I believe that there's a day coming when there'll be more ministry happening. In fact, I think it's already here. There's more ministry happening outside the walls of this church than there are in the walls of this church. Can I get an amen to that? Yeah. You see, God's instrument today in this church, in, this, in, this, in, the, in the earth, is his body, is his church. Jesus came, he laid down his life. He died on a Roman cross so that we could have a relationship with God, so that we could be forgiven, so the wrath of God will never fall upon us if you're a follower of Christ. But the Bible says he rose from the grave. He appeared to his disciples for a period of about 40 days and he ascended into heaven. And he's coming back. Jesus is coming back. But until he does, he sent his body, his church, Man, to be the instrument, to be the hands, to be the feet, to be his voice, to be his love upon this planet that we call earth. And I don't know about you, but sometimes, man, I, I, I feel like sometimes that we're just barely hanging on. I look at what, what's going on in our society, what's going on, but I'm telling you, Jesus is not returning for a church that's barely hanging on. Jesus is returning for a church that's victorious. The Bible says we will reign in this life. Doesn't mean bad things won't happen. It doesn't mean that, that, that stuff won't happen in your life. But he said we will reign in this life, that we will be victorious, that we're more. Everybody say more. That we're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. You see, Jesus is returning for a bride who's washed their robes in the blood of Jesus and they're clothed in righteousness. Church, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. GBB, God behind bars, you guys, if you have Christ covering you, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You need to know that this morning. Jesus expects his church to be burning bright, to be full of the oil of the Holy Spirit. He told a parable about 10 virgins that went out waiting for the bridegroom. See, that's Jesus. We're waiting for the return of our Messiah, of our Lord, our bridegroom. We, we are the bride. The church is the bride. And we're waiting that. He said 10 virgins went out. Five had oil. You see, they stayed in the presence of God. They abided in the presence of God Almighty. And we're called to do the same. In fact, we are equipping our church with this book called Passing the Baton so we all in the month of January can follow along and we can do a devotional every day that we can encourage each other, we can challenge each other to grow. And this book is a powerful tool to do that. If you haven't got one yet, be sure to pick it up. They're on each end of the lobby. We have several. If you'd like to give them to, to someone else, be, be sure to grab extra. But I believe this year will be a year when we'll see more and more power, more and more people walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit and the power and the anointing that he's called us to walk in. And I believe Jesus expects his church to make an impact. Come on, I believe I can get a better amen than that. I believe Jesus expects his church to make an impact. This, year, this, this morning we put these cards in your seats called God loves you. On the back side, it says, and so do we. Won't you, won't you go ahead and grab that? And as you're, as you're finding, I want you to keep it. That's, I don't want you to put it back down the seat. I want you to keep this card. I want to remind you what Jesus said. He said, if you give someone a cup of cold water in my name, you do it unto me. I'm going to say that again. 
Because sometimes we think we gotta go out and do this great big act. We gotta do all this big stuff. Let me tell you something. I want you to take this card and I want you to find other people around you and just bless them in the name of Jesus. And I want you to give them a card and remind them that God loves them and so do you. Maybe it'll open door where you get to pray for them and encourage them and, and Lord and somebody like, oh, I don't know about that. Well, well then don't, but do the act. Some of you need to step, step across the street and love on your neighbor in the name of Jesus. Some of you need to step across the aisle office at your office and show the love of Jesus in the, to people around you. I just heard a story of one of our coaches in our kids' ministry this past, I think about a week or two ago. She was at Starbucks getting one of those, what, $15 cups of coffee, right? She was getting a cup of coffee and, and for whatever reason, God laid on her heart, her, her coworker. How many of you know that's the way the Holy Spirit works? It's just that little thought that pops in her head. So she bought her coworker one. Rocked that girl's world. You say, that's simple. Yeah, it was simple. But it made a difference in that girl's life. And she was able to encourage her in the Lord. I'm telling you, God wants this church to step out and impact our nation, impact our city, impact our neighborhood, impact our schools, to make a difference. That's the church that Jesus Christ is returning for. A church that cares, a church that's making a difference, that has an impact. Jesus said in John 14, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing and they will do even greater than these. That's you and that's me. That challenges me, church. That challenges me. And the power of the invite is so amazing. I stand before you today as a man of God because people refused to take no as an answer. I kept saying, no, I don't wanna go, no, I don't wanna go. And they kept inviting and I heard the gospel and it changed me forever. And I wanna encourage you, you can do the same in other people's lives. Jesus is returning for a church that's a powerhouse of prayer, a praying church. In fact, Jesus said, my, he cleared the temple and he said, my house will be called a house of what? Of prayer. I believe 2023, is going, we're gonna see this church rise to new levels of prayer that we never have before. I believe there's people that are gonna start praying and believing God for their friends, for their neighbors, for their loved ones, for those that are far from God. They're gonna start calling those things that be not as though they were, because that's what our God does. And he said we're to be imitators of him. I believe this year that, that we're gonna see incredible things happen because this church turns to prayer more than we ever have before. As a matter of fact, during the month of January, we're gonna gather every Saturday morning right here at 9 a.m. and we're gonna worship the Lord. But the main reason we're coming is we're gonna pray. If you've never been a part of that, I wanna challenge you to be a part of that next Saturday. Be here at nine o'clock. If you can't be here the next Saturday, we'll pick a, pick a different Saturday in January, but, but let's come and let's go to God on behalf of our nation on behalf of our city. Second Chronicles chapter seven says this, if my people, say my people, say that's me. <laughs> that was weak. <laughs> say if my people, say that's me. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn for their wicked ways, then I will hear, says God, from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Let me tell you something. This nation needs a touch from God. I don't know about you, but I feel overwhelmed. I feel like I have no authority, no power to touch and make a difference. You're right, I don't. But through the power of, my, of prayer, our God does. And I, we are the voice, we are his instrument. 
The Bible says you have not because you ask not. How many, people, how many prayers go unanswered because we never voice them? I believe 2023 is going to be a, a year of prayer like we've never seen before. You know, the best example I can think of the, of the bride of Christ being ready for, for the bridegroom, for the church being ready for the bridegroom of Jesus, that we're not just like, remember that, remember that cat? I can, in my mind, there's a poster of a cat hanging on, just hang in there, Friday's coming. Have you ever, have you ever seen that before? Okay, we're, we've got some sound effects coming in here. That, that helps a little bit. <laughs> All right, praise the Lord. So, so the church is not like a cat hanging in there by its claws waiting for the Lord to come back. We are called to walk in faith, to be in victory. The best example I can think of that is 20, 35 years ago, I stood at the altar and those doors in that back of that church in Johnson City, Tennessee opened up and there came this beautiful girl, my bride. Her name's Candace. Man, there wasn't a hair out of place. That makeup, I'm telling you, <laughs> my mercy. When I think about that, it's no wonder we had five children. Come on. No wonder we have eight grandkids. I share that with you because we are the children of the living God, we are his church, we are his instrument. And God is transforming lives. This morning I had the wonderful privilege of, of hugging a guy on the, on, the back, on the porch over here who's one of our greeters. His name's Nick. You see, Nick was at one of our God Behind Bars campuses just, just a short time ago. And God grabbed his heart. I'm sharing that because I want our God Behind Bars bars men to know that God is using you in powerful ways and that you're making a difference right where you are. And some of you, when you get out, man, we, we have room for you here. Come on. But Nick's changing lives right here because God has transformed his life. And you know what, church? We've got, a, we've got a whole group of people in this room that we call our winning team. And the best example I can think of passing the baton was when Jesus grabbed his disciples and they gathered for a meal and they sat down or they laid down, actually reclined to have a meal. And Jesus took his outer garment off and he took a towel and he wrapped it around his waist and he went around and he washed each one of his disciples' feet. They're muddy, nasty, stinky feet. Guys, we're talking about God. God washed their feet. How many of you know that we are called to lay down our lives and serve other people? And if we're gonna make a difference, hang on, hold that applause. If we're gonna make a difference, like God's called us to make a difference, then we need more winning team members to step into their calling. And some of you say, well, I don't know, Mike, I'm kind of afraid to do that. I wanna invite you to join us next Sunday night over in the chapel as we have our Next Steps experience. Have dinner with us. Why we'll, we'll buy you dinner? But Jesus passed the baton because he knew there's something greater than just living for yourself, about laying your life down for other people. And all throughout this auditorium, we have winning team members. As a matter of fact, if you're a winning team member, would you stand up right now? If you serve in any capacity at Faith Promise Church, would you stand? Come on, let's give them a hand. Yes, yeah, stand up, be bold. Yes, thank you, thank you. 
Thank you for being towel bearers. Thank you for passing the baton, for serving other people. Thank you very much. You can be seated.